we're talking with casting director Katie Taylor. She specializes in the hard-to-find roles. For more than two decades, Katie has provided commercial directors and advertising photographers with unique faces and talents of every color, shape, and size. Katie truly believes there is a place for every face on the screen. Following a career as a successful stunt woman in film and TV, in 98, Taylor switched gears and began working in street casting for LA's top commercial and film casting directors. Realizing this was her true calling, Katie founded Taylor Casting in 2000. Today, she holds thousands of credits to her name, having cast for Google, Mercedes, Benefit Cosmetics, Target, Visa, Uber, Snapchat, Verizon, Bank of America, Nike, just to name a few. Seriously, check out her website. You just keep scrolling. Thank you so much for joining us, Katie. You're welcome. <laughs> so we wanted to just jump right in. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to your current career and how you established your own office? Okay, so I have to admit, I didn't really set out to become a casting director. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's kind of a path that I followed um, kind of out of necessity at the time and just blossomed into something that I, I never really imagined from the beginning. Um, I started out as a preschool teacher, actually. That's what I went to school <laughs> to be. I first started out in anthropology. I was an anthropology major for a year. And then after learning so much about like, all these amazing anthropologists that did all these film studies that you know got malaria and their children died and things like that. I was kind of like, well, maybe not. Maybe um, a lighter profession. Yeah, like let's explore some other options because um, that was what appealed to me. I was like, I want to go and study these beautiful, amazing cultures all over the world. Like humans are so multifaceted and interesting and. You know, I had a real interest in like just humans. Like I just mm -hmm. found, you know, human choices amazing and beautiful all on their own, you know, all over the world. And um, so then I switched to psychology for a little while and that was just like so heavy and so mathematical and science driven and really deep. And I, then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna teach preschool. <laughs> And I went into early childhood education because I also really loved working with children. I've been like a nanny my whole, you know, twenties and babysat and I have, you know, a family of four and cousins and I was like, kids, easy, got it, got that. Um, and I taught for a few years and as you imagine, you know, teachers always, it's, it's a little isolating, you know, only dealing with children all day and you don't get very much intellectual adult interaction. Um, and so I started kind of picking up some of my old hobbies that I had when I was a kid. And one of them was gymnastics. And like, as a gymnast, you know, you hit 14 and your career is over if you don't make it to the Olympics. And so as an adult, you either go into owning a gym and coaching or you go into the stunt industry. And so when I entered into the uh, adult gymnastics class scene, everyone was in the stunt industry. And I was kind of like, this is cool. Wow. Like, I want to come audition for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, and that you know, was your first introduction to the yeah. industry? Wow. No, that was not my first introduction to the industry. I grew up in the industry. Both my parents were directors. Okay. It was never a career path choice for me really like I did acting as a kid in their videos and like you know when I was 12 I was like oh, I was a model but I never like it was never like a thing the goal. You know? yeah. like, I thought I'd be a teacher I thought I would be an anthropologist I thought I would you know 
I never had aspirations in the industry. Um, but once like the stunt industry kind of world came into play, I was kind of like, this is cool because these people are like getting paid to like, you know, jump out of the way of an explosion. And I was like, I can do that, you know, and circus stuff. Like, you know, I knew acrobatics and they, all these circus movies, they would hire all these gymnasts and acrobats. And I was like, this is a thing. Like, I knew this was a thing, but I didn't even like, I was thinking like fall guys, what you kind of think of, you don't think of like Batman, you know what I mean? And so I went into the stunt business. I started like, I was like, preschool shmi school like I want to this is what I want to do this is awesome and so I went and trained in precision stunt driving and I high falls and circus arts and like all sorts of stuff and eventually I got hurt <laughs> you know oh. not at work but like you know training I was like I'm gonna jump up this thing and you know We'd be, they would do stupid stuff as in the stunt circles. And of course, for sure. you could suck into that. And I, I rolled an ankle on a trampoline and then I rolled another one months later trying to like protect it. And I was like hobbled for like a year. And so during that time, I like wasn't able to make a living. And I ended up running into a casting assistant that I used to audition for and audition for commercials for stunts. You know, I would go out for Nike and I would go out for Skechers and whatever. And he was like, oh my God, no wonder we haven't seen you as I'm like on crutches. And he's like, you know, we're doing this like sports job where we need like real BMXers and we need real cowboys and we need real this. And I know, you know, all those guys, you know, from the stunt business. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I do. And they're like, would you want to come like do some research for us in our office? And I was like, yes, I can sit on my but so well for you on the phone and I took a job doing like real people research in a casting office and I like killed that job and they were like do you want a job and I was like yes I totally do and from there it was like now we need real nurses for Johnson and Johnson and now we need real what you know mother and daughters for Target and we need real this it was like a real people office yeah. and I have grown up in LA and I'm so connected to my community and friends it was really natural and easy for me to like just jump in there I had to make a choice like do I get better and leave casting or do I stay in casting and I was like I'm gonna stay in casting like this is a steady paycheck I know what to do and I'm getting people I know jobs right. instead of fighting to get the jobs you know uh -huh. what I mean and so I stayed and I stayed at that company for two years until I left and started up my own and that was really hard because then you have to like do spec commercials and freebies for wow. directors that are just building their reel and you have to start music videos or like the beginning, you know, you start doing music videos because you have low budgets and they don't have a lot of money to pay talent and they're non-union and the hours are long and they're feeding them peanut butter jelly sandwiches and water. I mean, it's, it's hard. When, in the beginning you know everybody starts in free work that's for yeah. sure and then eventually some of the directors kind of took me with them and they would refer me to their friends and it like slowly builds momentum and you know I came from a business where the generation was like 
it was hip to be mean back in the 90s as like a director or an agent or whatever. Like it was very fear-based, like I'm going to make them afraid of me and they're going to do a good job because they know that I can rip into them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But eventually like the, because of that, there was like a backlash of like, well, when the assistants all become the boss, they're going to make sure to never be like that. Exactly. And so there was a shift from that generation of like meanies to like all their assistants are like, I'm going to be nice and encompassing and generous spirited because I was like, yes, I'll do your free job. It's okay. I don't have any money. I'll do the best I can. And you do the best you can. And then they're lo- the people are loyal to that. 100%. You know? And so I did, I got brought with a lot of people and they would pass me on and it took a long time. It took like three years of doing those freebies and investing in people and giving it a chance and like still working side jobs to live. You know, I was still like scouting for other offices here and there, you know, they'd be like, we need this weird, crazy unicycle juggler, you know, that speaks French, like called Katie Taylor, like she can find anything, you know, and I would still take those because I couldn't afford to say no. But like eventually after three years, I was like, okay, this is enough. I could, I have to start saying no. (laughs) Eventually, you know, that paid off, you know, like people were like, okay, even at that point for a while, casting directors were like, I'll just pay your rate. Like you just, you know what I mean? Because they like, some of it's really hard you know. And so we really had to kind of, at that point still like, no. (laughs) The commercial world, some of the things you all are asked to find, it it blows my mind. Because it is like the most niche market and you guys are expected to find not only the role, but options for them to meet personalities as well. Like it's it's amazing. It's hard. So, um, especially with all this like reality trend that happened where everyone was trying to find real everything. Uh-huh. Yes. Hard. So, but it's been good. Like I have a lot of repeat clients now. I just have like my regular, you know, people that just keep coming back and back and back and occasionally the sprinkle like, Oh, so-and-so referred me and we get, you know, little things here and there, but I have some really awesome loyal producers. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That is an amazing biography. Um, what is one of your personality strengths that really is an asset to your casting career? I think that um, being fearless is always helpful to me. Like, um, I'm not afraid to like, my career was built on literally approaching people in public. And a lot of the times people would think I was like, someone's trying to sell them something or, you know what I mean? Like, yes, that being able to be fearless like that and just be like, Hey, I'm doing this. You'd be awesome. And they're, you know, and they kind of, are, it, sometimes it seems too good to be true when I'm doing, you know, like people don't approach people in public or on Instagram or whatever, you know, yeah. it, it, are you a scammer? You know, I, I'm unafraid to, to kind of think outside the box and here, here's a way to vet me. Like I support that. Like, you know, all on the age whatever it takes for them that speaks their language and makes them feel comfortable and so you know I really pride myself on being able to kind of appeal to people's better nature and help them understand the, you know what we do and how this works and I'm just looking out for a great opportunity for them or whatever um, and then also I think being able to um understand the language of of 
advertising is really a strength when when people are really interested in like oh well what does aspirational really mean you know well what is what do you mean by approachable like what is that mm-hmm. you know what I mean like what sells like what look when they say like oh we want real people like picking out like advertising friendly real people uh-huh. is it's like a psychological game almost you know what I mean yes and and that's you know pulling off of like my experience in anthropology and psychology and and even early childhood education yeah I'm casting a commercial (laughs) (laughs) all of them were building blocks that you You didn't realize sports to the current it all is come into play that you know to help me kind of navigate in a way that caters to whoever you know is involved so I try to lean on that that part of my background as much as I can well it it seems to be working really really well um we obviously want to dive into casting profiles and what are things that you look for um with you know the the real casting as well as more generic commercial casting okay What what are things that make your job easier that actors can have on their profiles and what are things that get you excited to perhaps meet a new actor and bring them for the first time well I mean to be totally honest it's really it's a it's another weird psychological game when it comes to uh getting selected from submissions we look at you know, when we put out a breakdown for 25 to 35 year old men and women, all ethnicities, all shapes and sizes, everything, bring it on. Um, and we'll get like, you know, 4,500 submissions. Mm. And so we usually tend to filter those submissions, to be honest. We have pre-programmable filters on casting networks mm-hmm. where we build a folk profile filter that says, you know, we call it our A-list filter or our comedians filter or our models filter or our best kids agents filter. We can program and name them whatever we want and apply them to our submissions. So if we're looking for something that's really improv or comedy heavy, I can click on my improv comedy filter and only all the agents that are really, really tight on comedy and improv will be shown. Um, And as far as like doing that scroll, we're literally looking at, you know, 150 thumbnails that are one and a half by two inches. Um, And I want to say that those people that end up styling themselves almost like an ad, you know, where it's got like the bright pink background with the bright orange shirt with the bright blue sweater with the blue glasses you know what I mean where it's like it's so kind of splashy Mm -hmm. and poppy you know what I mean that it really kind of draws the eye when you're because you're literally like this I mean that's like totally going across you're not even getting like a full second you're getting like an 18th of a second and when someone's got a bright colored something with a contrast and a contrast and it's like it's like this picture you know what I mean it's like there's it's just it it automatically makes you like oh yeah yeah that's totally google I mean that looks like a google ad to me you know what I mean focus yeah so um for a long time there was a very kind of like monochromatic look where everyone was wearing like 
a navy blue with like the dynamic background that made you look like you were kind of like in an alley or something, but you couldn't really tell what it was. It was what was happening cool. in the photo? Yes. Yeah, like where were you? Is that like in the behind somewhere? Um, so it's like that was because it was like kind of intriguing and stuff. If this is like this is the game. You know what I mean? And and it's like, you gotta just play that. Play that. We don't open it. We don't open anyone's profile. What you should never, 4,500 submissions, you think I'm opening profiles? Like, no way, I'm not opening it. Um, you know, if it's, if it's comedy driven, or if it's something that's really relevant, or if it's like, this is like a film director or a TV director, and this is very dialogue heavy, you know, I'll look at people's TV resumes and look for networks and look for studios. Like I look for stuff that makes it easy. I'm not going to like Google who Joe Smith is to see if he's legit or go to your IMDB. I'm like, that's too many clicks. You know yeah. what I mean? Too I'm looking time. for click and most good agents will just put a note that is under the picture. I don't have to expand anything. I just have to read it that says groundlings level two expert pro improv Olympics, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm like click done. You know, it's like you, you, you just look for who's going to make it easy. Yeah. You know, and if you are a specialty at something like you are a triple black belt in jujitsu and should be considered for every single jujitsu job that's ever out there in the history of life, just put a permanent note on your profile that's there on every submission, every time for every job, for any reason that just says triple black, triple black belt jujitsu. Okay. Even when that's not relevant, even if it's just like a car job where we're looking for like cool things, maybe the director was like, oh, and you know, we want to keep an eye out for like gymnasts or people that are into parkour, like people just have like a funky, cool skill that might be interesting to integrate. So like, you might not even know when something's relevant. So it's kind of good to throw it out there as long as it's not something that's like branded in any way that's going to skew anyone in a negative direction. You know, like, I wouldn't say that you're, like, a former pro baseball player for our, a specific team, mm. you know, because there could be some director that's, like, a huge fan of their biggest competitor that's just going to be like, yeah, I hate that guy. Exactly. You never <laughs> want to do anything that will give them a reason like, to say no. ex-pro baseball player. <laughs> that's all they need to know. That's all they need to know. Um do because like that makes total sense with like the splashy and like the lots of colors and I love how you put that it it should honestly feel like the photo was pulled from an ad for some of these specialized things like real horseback riders or um swimmers or yogis skill photos and skill clips what are your feelings on those kind of just make it easy it bashes you over the head the one big mistake that people make and it's very 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 common so you have to have a photo of you doing the skill where we can see your face. Like we have to be able to see you. Like there's so many pictures of like people swimming where like they're just swimming. Like, but I can't, like I can't see. You can't identify them that way. You, know what I mean? like, you don't really have to be proving it in swimming. Like if you're just in your cap with your goggles up, standing at the line, yeah. you know what I mean? That's good enough. Like that's, <laughs> we trust you. 
Like if you went out of your way to make that shot, we believe you're really a swimmer. Like we don't need to see you actually swimming if we can't see you. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I think sometimes actors they, they want to be doing so much that they they can't pull back from the forest to see the trees and realize you have to see what we're selling here. Exactly, because you know? the is still involved. <laughs> still involved. Um, no. No. Like, you know, even if it ends up being that we don't see your face, it doesn't matter because people have to buy you first. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you want to, from photo and your submission to coming into the room, you want that, that recognition and the the synergy through it. Like how old someone is and like what they look like. And you know what I mean? You don't want to be like a total shock. We picked this person that was underwater with the most amazing stroke and they're not even like the right ethnicity. <laughs> You're like that would be a problem. Sorry. Well, I thought maybe I could play African American. You're like, no. Like, no, that's that's not how this works. Yeah. Um, no, you are a female-owned business, and we love that here because we are as well. Someone who hasn't been to your office yet, can you walk us through a session? Like, what is they come in, they sign in. What is it like in your room? It depends what it's for. Um, I do ha- like have print and have commercials. Actually, I'd say probably do more print, but most of my print jobs have been kind of switching over to video casting because they like to get a sense of someone's personality instead of just judging those four photographs that they get of a person. Um, so if it's a print casting, it's so fast like we're like a machine like I built a lot of my business on print Mm -hmm. um and so like I've I've worked that machine really tight anyone that's come in for me knows that they're like they're waiting for less than 15 minutes they get a name tag you sign in you get a name tag that has your name your slate number and your height usually if you're a kid it'll also have your age you go in the room I have one of a couple of different photographers that literally just take smile to the side, full body, hands in your hip, and then some lifestyles, personality shots. And then you're out the door. Like you, it's like three minutes. It's so fast. And you're just being judged by those four pictures. And that's it. Those go on my website, get sent to the client. They look at you and they scroll, you know, you get a whole line. That's the good thing. <laughs> you're not, you you just, have your whole thumbnail, like I've picked you from. You get four, you get a whole row. <laughs> you know um and then if it's a video casting I put all of my stuff on ca- um, casting networks on LA casting specifically because I'm in LA but they have a program called fast capture that's attached that we just log in from your appointment that uh-huh. we get you through the ticket and then we attach your casting profile to your audition so they see all your headshots and your resume and everything you have loaded to casting networks gets attached to your audition um, and then we send that link at the end of the day off to the client and they look at it and they get, a, they get pages of thumbnails, but the thumbnails are actually pretty big. They're not thumbnails. They're like handprints. Okay. Like two by two or three by three. Yeah. They're, they're bigger. They're bigger. And then when you click on it, it opens up to your audition and your pictures and your profile and your resume. And it has like a whole, does a whole one page on you, a little pitch sheet. Now, while we're still talking about in the room for commercials, a lot of actors, like to give their personality away and not just in the slate, but also like adding a button or, you know, adding a little extra zhuzhing glitter at the end. Have you seen that really work? Do you, are you for that? Are you against it? 
it kind of depends. The thing that happens where it's not an asset is that everyone picks the obvious joke and does it, and then it's not unique. It's just like, oh, you thought of that too, huh? Oh, you're so smart. (laughs) (laughs) As you all are just sitting there going, I've heard that 22 times. So it's like, you do have to be mindful about what you are doing and make sure that it is a little unique. And if you do take the chance of it being something obvious, you know what I mean? Like, yeah might be kind of judged on that and not the best way and maybe they won't care and they think that you did it better than everybody else did you know you don't it's just a risk it's a risk exactly you know? the yeah. obvious joke is the risk be very um, confident you're gonna land it if you do it yeah I mean I think that there's a way to win it by sticking to the script and doing other choices with facial expression, with flavor, with interpretation. You know what I mean? Like that's something I've seen when, where like I did a job where there was absolutely no dialogue at all. It was all, it was all action. It was like a girl that came into her yard with her magazine to her hammock and she looked around like, ah, this is the perfect day to read a magazine in my hammock. And she sits down in the hammock and settles in and starts to read. And then like a bug hits her book. And she's like, you know, it's like, it was just telling the story as a solo. And then she gets a, you know, a mosquito and then a wasp. It was all, it was like for a lawn spray or some kind of, Mm. you know, bug care, something or other, but it was all completely her choices. It was like, these three things have to happen. A bug has to hit your thing, you have to swat a mosquito, and you have to, you know, a hornet has to come by that freaks you out or whatever. Oh, you have a spider. That's what it was. You have a spider crawling up you. Ooh. Right? And so you get to pick how all of that goes down, all on your own, but as long as it's in that order, but all the choices are yours. Like, mm-hmm. those are the times that you can win it so hard because you're given that free time to play and you're given that free time to like make completely unobvious choices because you've given more been given more permission you know what I mean like you just have you just have levels to hit but you can get there however you want yeah um right now we're obviously navigating some very uncertain times we don't know when the industry is going to resume and what our career and work that we love is going to necessarily look like. Um, But in hopes that even with the distancing, we're going to start possibly doing self-tapes going into commercial work so that we're, we're kind of doing the pre-reads almost on our own. Um, But with commercials, it's so much different than doing theatrical self-tapes. Is there any advice you have for, for capturing that essence of improv or personality when you're not in the room with a session runner, when they can't say, you know, Hey, this director likes a lot of dialogue or likes a lot of energy or, you know, any advice there to how to make it the most universal, but successful. I think the one thing that consistently seems to be an asset is people that really tend to be really, truly authentic and not like on, you know what I mean? I think a lot of times, a lot of people feel like they need to be on brand from like the second they open their mouth and they're kind of like, they're like that person. Hi, I'm Katie Taylor. You know, like they, they, they're on immediately. Yes. Just kind of being really conversational and approachable and really just someone that you could see yourself sitting at the lunch table with just chatting about the fact that they are really into collecting vintage cars and they, you know what I mean? Like they become a really relatable person. Um, 
And that's something that is also a draw to a brand is that someone that's really relatable. So if yeah. you're just authentically on brand, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're just yourself, you know, you naturally will be if you are called in. You're on brand anyway. <laughs> um, now, you are known for being a body positive casting director. Why was that important to you? Am I known for that? I, that was I mean, I, it's, I was like looking through some of your materials and I, I feel like you look more universally at well, well, not saying that this is the person that is the face of this brand, sure. but like it could be these three as well. It's true. You know, I am definitely super non-discriminatory and consider mm. everyone for everything when they ask for me to really consider everyone for everything. I'm like, well, then that's includes this, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll bring in special needs talent and I'll bring in, you know, every kind of different flavor you can possibly imagine that's out there of human being. Cause that's an accurate representation of our population. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, they do go for types that are, might be more attention getting for their brand um, which I can respect, you know, cause sometimes it's not always positive attention, <laughs> you know, like there are times, you know, there's been times in history where people have put mixed race couples and they've gotten really, you know, a lot of flack for that. Um, but I, I really, honestly, I do support and love working for brands that do really accurately represent reality, you know, and the fact that we are such a diverse culture of people and, and that that's super important to give that a voice instead of kind of sterilizing it so much you know what I mean um but I do it is the brand's choice ultimately I can't influence it one way or the other you know I'm just the I'm the crayon box you know what I mean like I get to show them like here's the colors that are available for your painting today like I know you asked for this palette but like I sprinkled some extras in there just in case you know what I mean? Kind of beautifully put. You are the crayon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's what I have. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, oh, I didn't think of that. Like, yeah, I'm going to color a part of it that. That's a good idea. Exactly. And sometimes they don't. But ultimately, it's really their choice. And I can't really push anything. It's, it's not my painting. Right. You know, it's not my painting. But you're doing so much just showing them other options that yeah. are opening their eyes and folks like yourself are starting the curve that we're seeing in the breakdowns where it is more and more diversity, more and yeah. more special needs. And, and I more... have been doing that a lot. I've been doing more and more like um, non-binary roles have been coming into play a lot, which I'm like, finally, finally, yes. Like here's the whole part of our culture we're not representing exactly. <laughs> in advertising. Um, so it's, it's, it hasn't always been that way. So it has, it has evolved and, and it's still evolving. Mm -hmm. I hope that it will eventually be accurate. Let's just say yes. that. A true representation. When you turn on the ads, it's going to become yeah. more and more like TV is the right. kind of word. But I have to say there is a trend right now. Like right now it's all about the ambiguous talent. And that's really about saving money flatly. It's because they can put it in Spain and they can put it in South America and they can put it in the United States. And they, you know, and everyone was like, yes, they're Spanish, of course. Yes, they're, they're Brazilian. I mean, of course. Wow, you know, I never thought about it like that. It's a, it's a money-saving maneuver. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is eye-opening. But at least they are getting these roles and they're booking, and that, yes. is, that is huge. It's, and in America, we are seeing more of it, which is yes. so important. Um, 
you clearly love actors. You clearly love your job. What is one of your favorite parts of it, though? Gosh, still to this day, honestly, like the kind of stuff that like makes me all like, oh my God, is, is when someone either has had this dream for so long and have been fighting so hard and have kind of like been through so much to get there to like finally give them something like that, that they deserve and see how that affects their life is really powerful experience just to kind of be a part of it, just to watch the journey unfold and like ha actually experience that human, having that experience is yeah. so powerful. It's really amazing, wow. you know? And that happened recently where it really, really affected me where I, I cast a lot for Benefit Cosmetics who I love and they're so diverse and encompassing and they, they hire girls with braces and they hire girls with colored hair and they're really like, they hired, I mean, ugh, I just love them. They're amazing. And we, I got this self-submit randomly from this beautiful Asian girl with colored hair. She had pink hair at the time, I think. And I brought her in and she had bleached her eyebrows and they'd all fallen out. And so it was for a brow job and she couldn't, it wasn't, you know, like it just wasn't the right fit, you know? And I brought her in another time and her hair was silver. We were looking for silver haired girls. And I was like, keep the silver hair. Like they're doing this silver thing a lot. You know, like every time I cast for them, they're asking for silver because they have a gray pencil and they have a gray, like that's one of their palettes. And we passed, we cast per shade of makeup. You know what I mean? And finally she came in where we, it was like the perfect fit and she booked it and she has no agent and she's never booked a big cosmetic campaign. And out of like the 30 girls we picked, they picked her and maybe two other girls to be in these huge posters in Ulta. And she went in and was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know? And she took all these pictures with her, you know what I mean? Like, like such a beautiful experience to watch, you know, like she had fought so hard for this. She'd showed up every time she'd, she'd really tried, you know, yeah. and it, it paid off, you know? And then there was, I remember back in the day, I booked this kid on a Nike SAG national and he made like some substantial money and, it, like, money. and it sent him to school, like paid for like some community college for him. And like, I used to get letters from his parents, you know what I mean? And there was also this amazing, beautiful African guy that used to send me a Christmas letter every year that was like, you're my guardian angel, like you changed my life. Like, like though, that just means so much to me to just know that like, cause I feel like my job is so frivolous and so meaningless and like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not like curing disease. I'm not like contributing to like the good of humanity. Like I'm doing something so shallow. I'm like selling toothpaste and cheeseburgers, you know? But like but to just know- these actors' lives. Yeah, but to just know there's like a part of it, it's kind of like this Robin Hood-esque thing where, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, these people, they're giving away this giant lottery ticket. And if you just show up, all you have to do is get put on tape. Like I'm not, that's all. You just have to show not up. not creepy at all. <laughs> and, and go to the set. Just show up to the set and just do what they ask. They will send you money. I promise. <laughs> A good amount of it too. Um, actor, actors often want to feel like they are being um, productive. And I say that with air quotes and they, they want to feel like they're doing something. And sometimes that is just sending postcards and just 
kind of yelling out into the void and it doesn't move the needle. Um, okay. What are some more productive ways that actors can stay in touch with your office or advice that you would have? I'm going to be really honest, okay? There are like 500,000 actors in this town. Like, I don't even know how many there are. There's so many. So many. Every single time I get to the, the studio, I may be cast anytime from two times a week to all five days a week with four sessions a day. Like it really depends on the volume, right? And every day I come into a stack of mail that I have, it's it's like, you know, oh, oh, look, Joe thanks me for coming, for him coming in for these last two castings. Too bad I have no idea who Joe is because he didn't put a card with his photo in it or any kind of recognizable material. He just put, thank you, Joe Smith. Like how many Joe Smiths are there? Do I have to go back and look? Like I'm, I don't have time for that, right? Exactly. So like if you want to do that, like be mindful of what you're doing because what you're really doing, honestly, like that kind of stuff from that kind of stuff to your Instagram, to whatever your marketing material are, you're honestly just like a billboard that we're passing. This is just advertising, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very psychological. It's like how many times you see a face is how many times like that line in your brain is like solidified over and over and over again, right? So there is an element of like, you do want exposure, you do want them to see you, but you also don't want to be the negative, right? You don't want to be remembered. And when that memory comes to here, it's, you know what I mean? You want it to be like, ding, 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 right? Because sometimes you don't even know why you remember that person, but you do get a this or this, right? Reaction, yeah. So, you know, if you do want to thank someone, that's great. Gratitude is lovely and amazing. I appreciate that a lot. But do it mindfully. Include your face and your agency. So we go, oh, of course, Joe Smith. I love him. And then you get the ding, 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 right? Um, I would also say I would focus more on social media and following casting directors and interacting on their page and appreciating their whatever. That's going to get you the you know what I mean? Like the positive, yeah. I wouldn't inundate them with anything. I would never email them directly. Like, please don't email them directly for anything. Unless you're, it's an audition that you've self-submitted on and you need a time adjustment or whatever. You've opened the line of communications for a legitimate exchange. We get so much like automatic actor newsletters and pitches and like I ignore agent pitches there are agents that I love and I work with all the time they know full well I don't take pitches I just don't like I pick what I pick I'm sorry unless it's like hey this guy's a legitimate skateboarder you have to see is real I couldn't attach it I'm like oh yes but if it's like this print job that you're doing 25 to 35 all ethnicities everything I want to pitch you're like no <laughs> I'm just gonna pick who I pick okay yeah. <laughs> you know like, I've had the conversation I know what that translates to I've seen their examples like let me just quickly do my job you know so you have to be mindful about your interaction I just would exclude emails from that I would engage I would fill your Instagram with engaging interesting content of like what you like to do and like you're cool, you're into this and you're into that. Even if it's like you're into cooking, you're into collecting vintage Barbie dolls, you're into, you know, you're a big hiker, like whatever it is, we sometimes they ask for more on you 
And we turn to those. We're like, oh, look at this. He's got a family. Oh, look at this. This is him. You know, this is him looking really natural in this circumstance. You know what I mean? Like we do source content from what's out there about you. So you definitely should build some good content. We don't care about followers. We don't care about any of that stuff. It's about what, what can we use to market you? <laughs> what kind of nice material do you have? Yeah. I mean, I've obviously, I think we all have heard, you know, be very careful what you share on social media, you know, be mindful that brands are looking at it, but I had never really thought about that. That's additional source material for you guys. to use. Because what happens is after you've gone in for a job and they picked you and they like you, they then have to sell you to the brand Mm -hmm. and how they do that is they skew it to their message. And how they do that is they source material that you have that sells that flavor. You know what I mean? Wow. And you may only have a couple of pictures on LA Casting. You go to your Instagram, you're like, oh my God, here's her running on the beach, you know, laughing. Here's her eating an ice cream cone with a silly face. You know, here's her with her dog. It's like, here, she's a real person. She's natural. She's believable. She's this person that we're trying to sell. Like here, here, is, her, here it is on brand, you know? Yeah, it's all of these personality shots. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We like to end the What's My Favorite podcast with asking everyone the same question. What is one thing that you wish you could have told your younger self? How old are we talking younger here? At any point, any, any, before yesterday, like if you wish you had done something in February, like (laughs) February seems so long ago. (laughs) You know, that's a hard question. Um, I guess I would just have to be reassuring and let myself know that to trust my gut and to be true to my own self, you know what I mean? And to continue to trust that inner voice that is going to keep you in the direction that's going to make you happy. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it guides where you shine. You know what I mean? And I think that's important. I still do. That's excellently put. All right. <laughs> so much for giving us your time and so much invaluable insight. It truly, it opened my eyes on a number of things. And I think it's really okay. good. So thank you so much. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. See you Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and to my guest today, Katie Taylor. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And tell a friend. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and educate our creative community. You can also follow us on Instagram at What's My Frame for daily blogs, industry news, and advice. I'm Laura Linda Bradley. Thank you for joining me on What's My Frame.